So what uh, about tides ten fifteen, <clears throat> and uh, we have started a new practice. Something good has come out of this uh, pandemic that at least we can get together. Something we probably would not have done uh, on a Tuesday at ten fifteen, if the things were regular. I would probably be on my way to deal to teach in the Ilan High School, which obviously uh, today we do it on the Zoom. I'm not complaining about that. That's one thing I'd hope would stay and remain after this is all over, that I don't have to drop the deal on Tuesdays. <clears throat> I'm going to uh, lobby for that. Although this 1015 class, you know, uh, when this is all over, I'm going to miss it because we got together and we're able to learn these interesting halachot that might not be able to do during the regular, the regular season. But nonetheless, God willing, maybe we'll figure out a way to maintain this uh, connection that we're enjoying. Well, today I want to uh, switch the direction. You know, yesterday we talked about Nihum uh, Avelim and Bikur Holim, and a lot of the halachot uh, that we discuss now, you know, that are pandemic related are morbid halachot. You know, they're all halachot of uh, things that are not so optimistic and things that are not so upbeat and things that are not so positive, although it's a reality, you got to deal with it. So today, I'd like to switch gears, and uh, instead of talking about death, uh, we'll change the topic and talk about birth. And the discussion I want to discuss today is the Jewish opinion on birthdays. I want to solve that uh, and put this to rest once and for all. Uh, you hear many opinions, you know, we celebrate them, we don't celebrate it, it's a Goy thing, it's a Jewish thing, it's a children's thing, it's not something that we should uh, adopt, or some, some say it's a mitzvah. So we need to go to the sources uh, to discuss what the inyan of Yom Huledet is. Now, I also chose uh, this topic today because one of our honorary members, Mr. Jaime Dana, is celebrating uh, his 40th birthday as I understand, and therefore uh, we like to, he always likes to know what the right thing to do is, and uh, I know he only has until sunset to celebrate, so therefore I want to give him the, uh, the clarity in order that he'll know uh, what exactly is incumbent upon the birthday boy. Uh, Jaime will give us his address a little later that we can send him birthday gifts. I think he follows that minhag. <clears throat> Therefore, uh, for those who want to participate, they can send them uh, the gifts. All right, Abotai, we begin uh, today's halakha. <clears throat> the earliest source for a birthday is not a positive source. I mean, the source is from the Torah. Parashat Bereshit, Perek Mem, Pasukhaf. But unfortunately, it's referring to the birthday of Paro. And the Torah says... So that's the first uh, uh, birthday party that we have documented, documented in history, not by one of the Lamedvav Siddiquim, mind you. The, the first birthday party was celebrated none other than by Paro Arasha. So if we stop the class over here, uh, the Torah clearly would be against birthday parties. And if somebody would do it, we would say this is considered ma'asef par'o. The second source, we go to the Mishnah, 
The earliest source in Mishnah comes from a Mishnah in Avodah Zarah. The Gemara talks about it in Avodah Zarah, Daf Yud. Over there it talks about that you're not allowed to do business transactions with the Goyim three days before the holidays. Because if you're going to have transactions with them before the holidays, they're going to give the credit to the Avodah Zarah. So the question of the Mishnah is, what are the holidays? So the Gemara starts to list all different holidays that the Goyim celebrated to the Avodah Zarah. And one of them, the Mishnah says, is Yom Haleda, which is the day of birth. Rashi says in the Gemara Dafhet, Osim kol malchuto yom ed so they would make a party for the king on his birthday. So you see again, this was an old practice. Not only that, but it was connected to Avodah Zarah. They would actually uh, do some sort of, uh, you know, a ritual to this. So again, we're 0 for 2 so far on trying to defend uh, birthdays. Furthermore, Abotai found the Yerushalmi, also in Avodah Zarah, that also mentions not only king's birthdays, but mentions personal birthdays of regular regular commoners. And the Penem Moshe over there writes that the birthday of the king was called Yom Genosia. They call that Yom Genosia. And then he says, there's a regular birthday called Yom Aleda, Vehu She'osim Oto Yom Ed Yahid, Kol Echad Ve'echad Bebeto, Yom Leda Shelo. So there was another Avodah Zarah holiday, that was practiced by individuals, that on their personal birthday, they would get together in their home and do some stuff for Avodah Zarah. So it seems, uh, again, from all these sources, that uh, we really don't have some uh, any credibility. There's a famous derashah that was said by the Admor from Munkach. And he also was not for birthdays. We're celebrating them, and his proof to this was there was a big debate in the Gemara between the schools of Shammai and Hillel. The debate was, is man better off that he's created, or would we be, have been better off that we have not been created? And they debated this for two and a half years. Well, for certainly there's a lot of people that I know that would have been better off for all of us that they weren't created, but we're talking about in a general uh, None of our members, of course. But we're talking about in a general uh, a general rule, is man better off that he's created or not? Mutavlo adam shenivra or lo nivra? So the Gemara, amazingly, after the whole philosophical debate, for two, two and a half years, comes out with the following conclusion. Please hold on to your seats, Rabotai. The Gemara concludes, Mutavlo adam shelon nivra. Unbelievable. Better that you weren't created. But now that you were created, all right, you pashpesh, you mashmesh, you better do ma'asim tovim uh, and things like that. I once heard from Acham Baruch Shalom that he explained the pasuk in the Torah. Elle toledot noah noah. So he says, regarding the toledot, the creation of man, there's a mahloket. Noah shenibra or noah shelonibra. Elle toledot noah noah. But then he said, now that you're created, is sadiq tamim. Be a sadiq, be a tamim. Now that you're created. Which means, noah, noah. But at the end of the day, you're here already. Like we talked about last night. Al-Qurhaq atan nolad. So therefore, you better make the mess of it. So the Maharsha says, why? Why are 
we better off not to be created. So we said it's all about the odds. If you know anything about odds, he says the Maharsha, the odds are against us, that we have more possibilities that we're going to fail at our mission than succeed. Why? It's all in the numbers. There's 248 positive commandments and there's 365 negatives. So there's more chances to do something wrong than there is to do something good. There's over more than a hundred more averot that are potential than there are mitzvot. So the Maharsha says the odds are stacked against man. And therefore, better that he should not have been created because the chances are he's going to make an averah before he makes a mitzvah. Says the Admor Memonkach. However, how could a guy then celebrate his birthday? When the Gemara says, No shalom devra. But he writes that when it comes to the Goyim, well, the Goyim only have seven mitzvot. So therefore, they only have seven mitzvot in their Noah. So for them, they don't have any too many possibilities to fail. So therefore, for them, the birth is, uh, the odds are in their favor. So a Goy could celebrate his birthday. Mashiach, the Jew that has so many uh, 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 chants, like the Mahasha says, Noah, lo nevra. And that's why, incidentally, I once heard in the Berachot HaShah that we say every day, one of the Berachot we say is, Baruch Atah Hashem Elokeinu Melech HaOlam Shelo Asani Goy So the rabbi asks, why do you say this Berachah in the negative? Why don't you say Sha'asani Yisrael? Why do you have to say Shelo Asani? Then you didn't create me. Because he says, you can't say the Berachah Sha'asani because Noach Lo Shelo Nivra. So how are you saying Sha'asani when you would have been better off not created? So you have to say it in the negative. Okay, now that I'm created, Shelo Asani, at least you didn't create me as a, uh, as a Goy. So that's the Admor Memonkach. He felt that birthdays, like a bit Jewish people, uh, it's, not a, uh, it's not an item. <clears throat> I saw brought down, however, I saw brought down by our great rabbi, Benish Hai. The Benish Chai is in the Halachot. It's in the first year, Parashat Re'eh, Halacha Yud Zayin. I'm quoting the Benish Chai. V'yesh nohagim la'asot bechol shana et yom haleda liyom tov. Some people have the custom to make the birthday a yom tov. V'siman yafehu. And it's a, a good siman to do such a thing. V'chen nohagim bebetenu. Wow. The Benish Chai says, that's the custom in my house. We make birthday parties. We make, it a, uh, we make it a Yom Tov. So here you have already, you know, different opinions over here. Uh, we can ask the following question. How could the Benish Chai say to make parties when we saw that this was the Menhag of the Abu Dazara? And we have a law that says, that you're really not allowed to follow the practices of Abu Dazara. So the Benish Chai knew the Gemara on Abu Dazara. How could he come along and say, when that was a practice of the Goyim? And we're not allowed to follow the practice of the Goyim. So I like to tell you a very important rule when it comes to this klal or this halakha, or this mitzvah, you cannot follow the practice of the Goyim. <clears throat> when are you not allowed to follow the practices? When it's something that they're doing that doesn't make any sense, that's illogical. As a matter of fact, the pasuk says, when their practices are like a hawk, 
when they do something that makes no sense, so for you to copy it, you're only copying the goyim. But if you're doing something that, it's logical, you can explain why you're doing it. For example, all the goyim, they wear neckties. Now you can't wear neckties? No. There's a logic. It's a fashion. It looks nice. It makes, the, the, it makes you look uh, kempt. It makes you look normal. That's not a hook anymore. So therefore, the Beit Yishai wasn't worried about because there's a logic uh, to celebrate a birthday. You're happy. You're living another life. What Elam brought you to uh, another year of living. And therefore, it makes sense to be grateful. And therefore, it would not be a hook. However, this is I'm putting in parentheses. I would ask our members that have the custom uh, that on the birthday, if you're going to follow this Benish Chai, which I have no problem, but they have a birthday cake. Okay, I don't think there's anything wrong with eating cake. It's not a hook to eat cake. We eat cake every day. We eat cake every Shabbat. And if you put on the cake, happy birthday, uh, uh, Jack, okay, that's also okay, big deal. However, uh, what about the custom that they put candles on the birthday cake? Oh, so I want to discuss that. What is, is what, what is what is the logic to put candles about the number of years of the person's life and then blow them out and make a wish? And that sounds to me uh, a little paganistic. That doesn't sound like something that's since when? First of all, Jewish people light candles. We don't blow out candles. And what is this inyan of making a wish over blowing out a candle? Now, I'm not discussing the hygienic element of it, that you're blowing all your saliva on the cake when the kid's blowing out the candles. So now you're worried about uh, uh, the pandemic. I think they're going to probably ban birthday cakes because when you're blowing out the candles, the guy puts all his corona and all the other hundred diseases he had in his body for the past 10 years on his birthday. And now that's his birthday present. That's the Mishloach Manot Everybody gets now a piece of the action of the guy's uh, germs. So blowing out the cake, leave it from a hygienic standpoint. Uh, I think last year, I mentioned this on the Shabbat in Lawrence Avenue in the morning class, and uh, uh, Mr. I.G. Gindi, may live me well, came back to me the next day and said, I don't believe it. He says, when you said it, it made so much sense to me that, you know, what kind of practice is this? And he shows me an article the next day, the next day in one of the newspapers that they did scientific studies, how, you know, it's not a good thing to do. I don't know why you need to go to college for 30 years to figure this out, that it's not a good thing to do. I didn't go to college, and I figured it out on myself that if you spit on cake, it can't be a good thing to do. Guess what? I figured that uh, with a high school diploma, I was able to come to that conclusion, uh, uh, to the credit of the rabbi. In any event, the point is that that would be a hook. And that's Ubhukotem no Telechu. I actually saw Rabbi Blumenkrantz in his Pesach Digest, which, I love Shalom, is much more than a Pesach Digest. That Blumen, Rabbi Blumenkrantz's book on the digest of Hilchot Pesa has Kola Torah Kula in there, by the way. And one of the things he writes is the source of candles on a birthday cake. And he says it was an old paganistic uh, um, custom. They would put candles for the Avodah Zarah. They would make a wish to the Avodah Zarah. And then they would blow out the candles that they would put on a, like a muffin or a, or, or a cake of some sort. <coughs> so therefore, if you ask my opinion... Ben Ishai didn't talk about birthday cakes and candles. He talked about making a Yom Tov on the birthday. Is the birthday celebration Hokotem no Telechu? Absolutely not. It's a logical thing. Like wearing a necktie. It's not something that doesn't make any sense. But to put candles on a cake and blow them out, that's a hook. So therefore, that practice should be uh, uh, abandoned. The Ben Ishai brings another proof to the birthday. 
This proof is a beautiful story that we just read in the Dafa Yomi in Masikat Berachot. You remember the famous episode when you had uh, the appointment of Rabbi Al-Azhar bin Azariah to become the new rabbi in the Yeshiva Yavne. They deposed Rabban Gamliel and they brought in Rabbi Al-Azhar bin Azariah. And uh, the Gemara says that that day, he was 18 years old, and uh, a miracle happened to him, that his black beard miraculously overnight turned white. So when he came to the yeshiva the next day, he had the you know, venerability of a, of a sage with the white beard. So the Ben Yishchayin Ben Yehoyada, in that Gemaram Berachot Dafkafchet, he says, why does the Gemara say, Hahu Yoma? That day he was 18. He says, because it was his birthday. So it wasn't stamped, it was in the 18th year of Rabbi Al-Azhar. Hahu Yoma. But he says, and now we understand why a miracle happened to him on that day. Because he says, and I quote, the Yadua, Shiyom Haleda, Yihye Hamazal Shela Adam Hazak, Ubo Mutzlah. So he says, because we know it already, on the day of a person's birthday, his mazal is, is strong. And therefore, he's successful on that day. And therefore, he says, they should make a yom tov. So he brings an ayah of Rabbi Azab and Azariah. Why did his beard turn white to his advantage? That was God's uh, birthday gift to him. That day, he had a good mazal. Therefore, he says that's why the people make it a Yom Tov. The Beni Shai, however, brings another custom, which is very interesting. He says, I heard that some people have the custom to make a celebration on the day that they were circumcised. They celebrate or commemorate the Yom Brit Milah. So, you know, you got to ask your, uh, your father what day you got circumcised. Most children are circumcised eight days after they're born. So therefore, you figure out your birthday, count eight days, and then every year on the anniversary of the Brit Milah, the Benish Hai says they have a custom. He says, I personally, he says, Umenhag Yafehu, I think it's a good menhag, Ve'arevli Me'od, it's very pleasant to me, Achlo Nahagnu Bazebebetenu. He said, we don't have that, we have, we have the custom of birthday parties, but we don't have the custom of, you know, Brit Milah anniversaries. But then he says, he says, but I, uh, I wrote a prayer, Benish Hai is talking, that I say every year on my Brit Milah anniversary. I want to read you the prayer, Rabotai. Rebono shel olam, galui v'yadua lefanecha, ki kehayom azeh shuhu yom kach lachodesh ploni, the first year that I was born, my father fulfilled the mitzvah of Bila so that's a beautiful tefillah that the Ben Yishai established to make on the anniversary of the Brit Milah. There is a, um, 
a famous opinion of the Lababitcher Rebbe, Alava Shalom, because he weighed in on his opinion for the Brit Milah, and for the birthday, for the birthday. He found a Yerushalmi. You remember the Gemara tells us that just like Yehoshua ben Nun stopped the sun when he was fighting the war, Shemesh Begiv Ondom, so too Moshe Rabbeinu, when they were fighting the war against Amalek, he also stopped the rotation or the cycle of the sun. So the Yerushalmi asks, why did he need to stop the sun? Yerushalmi is in Rosh Hashanah, Perek Gimel Alakachet. I'm quoting, Amalek Kushfan Haya. Amalek was a, uh, a magician. They had all this uh, black magic. They knew all this type of, uh, you know, uh, sorcery. Ma'ya Oseh? Haya Ma'amid B'nei Adam B'yom Ginus Yashelo. The people that they would enlist enlist in their army to go fight the Jews were people that were celebrating their birthday. So it means you can only fight in a war in Amalek if it's your birthday. That means when they went out to war, you got to show them your license. It's okay, today's your birthday. You would think if it's your birthday, you get exempt from fighting the war. If you, if you work for Amalek, if it's your birthday, that's the day you got to go fight. Why? Yerushalmi. Lomar lo bimhera adam nofel beyom genusia shelo. A person doesn't die so quickly on his birthday. And therefore, Amalek understood that the mazal of the birthday is very strong. So therefore, he's trying to find soldiers that will uh, survive it. So therefore, they use this, uh, this trick over here. So Baba Cherebi says, you see over here, <coughs> that uh, the, birthday is, uh, the birthday is an item. So that's why Moshe stopped the sun. Because by stopping the sun, you stop all the mazalot. So whatever mazal is supposed to come out on the birthday, by Moshe stopping the sun, so he pauses it, so therefore it's not going to have the effect. That's the ayah from the, uh, from the Rebbe. And then he said that every year on the person's birthday, the mazal of the person uh, comes back. After it must have been a good day, he was born. So therefore the mazal returns back. That day brought him life because he was born. So every year that day uh, is a sigula that he's going to live. That is the, um, the proof from the Lubavitch Rebbe. However, I saw once that they asked a question to Rav Chaim Kanievsky. Live and be well. The Sad Torah and B'nai Berak. <clears throat> guy was going in for an operation <clears throat> so he asked Rav Chaim, live and be well, should he take the operation on his birthday based on that Yerushalmi that you see that um, the mazal is strong on the birthday. And therefore, you know, maybe a good luck to take the operation to be more successful. Rav Chaim Kanievsky's answer is an amazing answer. He says... He says, what are you bringing me to Ayah? That was Amalek. Maybe Goyim, they have some type of mazal on their birthday, but you don't have a Ayah for, for Jewish people. You bring me a Ayah from Amalek? And then he says, 
so interesting. So he he doesn't think that that proof of the Rebbe is so um, is so uh, 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 established, is so good. However, Rav Chaim himself, in another sefer that he wrote called Ta'amad Dikra, it's a very good sefer if you get your hands on it, he wrote Hidushim on every parasha. And I bought that sefer uh, in 1986, 1987, when I went to Eretz Yisrael to study for the year. I actually went to Rav Chaim's house. In those days, there wasn't a whole, uh, you know, to do. Uh, I went to the rabbi's house and I actually bought it uh, for 10 shekel. It was the best 10 shekel I ever spent. And uh, I bought it from him, from he himself. He took it off the shelf and he gave it to me. I have it here uh, on the shelf over here, Ta'amed de Kra. Anyway, he says in Ta'amed de Kra that um, Moshe Rabbeinu says in the end of Devarim, Ben shana anuchi hayom. It was his birthday. He says, today I am 120 years old. Today God has given me complete, complete years. And the Gemara says, That God completes the life of the tzaddikim. Perfect. They live from, you know, year to year to the exact day. So he comes along and he says, Rav Chaim, but what do you mean? We know that the mazal of a person is strong, so why should the tzaddik die on that day? So Rav Chaim answers that on the contrary, the tzaddik when he dies, where is he going? He's going to Gan Eden. Isn't that the best thing? That's the best mazal, by the way. No, you want to stay over here on Coney Island Avenue or you want to sit in Gan Eden? Of course you want to sit in Gan Eden. So he says, that's not a stira against that the mazal is very strong. Adraba, person lives a good life where he has mitzvot, masim tovim. Adraba, the mazal of that day is just going to allow him to go now to sit in paradise. So there was no stida. But what do you see from Rav Chaim? That he also agreed that the mazal is very strong. What, I, what, 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 what you have to say is, he just didn't like the proof from that Yerushalmi. That Yerushalmi, you don't have a proof, that's talking about Goim. Obviously he had other proofs to show that the mazal is, is strong. I saw a beautiful explanation from the rabbi called the Nitziv. Naftali Tzvi Yehuda, Berlin. He comes along and he says, why do we have uh, Rosh Hashanah on the first day of Tishri? Rosh Hashanah, Aleph Tishri. What's the, what's the reason? So he says, because that's the most suitable day to ask for things, and God will provide them. Because that's the first day that God created the world. It's the birthday of the world. And therefore, since that day is the birthday of the world where God originally gave the world all its needs, so therefore when you come back on that day, it's, uh, it's Gorem. So from there you see there's an Inyan that when the anniversary of something comes up, it has a certain kawa. He also said, and I'm quoting his words, hayom on the day that something was created, gam that day is misugal for the generations, uh, he actually says uh, at the end, from the fact that we have uh, uh, Rosh Hashanah on Aleph Tashri. 
I want to make uh, one point, Rabotai. If you remember uh, in the story of Purim, Purim's coming around, Rabotai. It's uh, around the corner. In Purim, so Haman was all excited. Haman had a shot that his lottery landed out on uh, the month of Adar. Because that's the month that Moshe Rabbeinu died. And then what does the Gemara say? But Haman didn't know that that's the same month that Moshe was born. So you see from there that what? That the birth of Moshe is a lucky day. Even though he passed away every year that the birthday of Moshe Rabbeinu comes around, it's a singular pikla Israel. So you see there must have been something in the, uh, in the birthday. Could be uh, Haman uh, didn't hold like the birthday. He held like the Admor for Munkach that was against the birthdays. That's why Haman didn't, uh, didn't know that. But he didn't know the Ben Yishchai. Anyway, the uh, Lubavitcher Rebbe, Allah Shalom, he actually wrote protocol what a person should do on his birthday. I like to read you some of the practices that he, uh, that he brought down. Number one, he said, if you can get an aliyah on your birthday, if it's a Monday or a Thursday or a Shabbat, you should tell the Gabai that you want an aliyah. If not, you should try to get an aliyah the Shabbat before your birthday. Number two, you should give tzedakah on the day of your birthday before shacharit and minha. Of course, if your birthday is on Shabbat, you give it, you give it before. He said, you should read extra tehillim on your birthday. And then he says, um, accept upon yourself uh, an extra little practice that you're going to be you know, careful on. Like you do on Rosh Hashanah, like a Kabbalah. And lastly he says, Make a, uh, make a little uh, gathering with your family members and your friends to give praise to Kadosh Baruch Hu that you made it another year. So clearly you see from that Rav that he was, um, he was all for the, uh, for the Anyan. Now Rabotai, we move to an interesting Gemara in Mu'ed Katan. I know this, uh, this might apply also to some of our members that are listening here today. The Gemara in Mu'ed Katan on page 20, 28. Gemara says, if a person dies at 50, Zui mitat karet. No, I don't know that's called karet. Hamishim ushtayim, if he dies at 52, Zui mitat Shemuel aramati. That's not karet, that's called the death of Shemuel because he died at 52. Shishim, if he dies at 60, Zui mitat bideshamayim. If he makes it to 70, oh, that's already, that's a great thing. That's called seva. If he makes it to 80, the Gemara says, that's already called givurot. Ravah comes along and gives a different opinion. Mehamishim ve'ad shishim shana zumitat karet. Wow. Between 50 and 60, God forbid that's karet. The Gemara says, there was a rabbi called Rav Yosef. <coughs> When he reached the age of 60, he made a party. He made a party, celebrated. Why? I'm out of the karet zone. So interesting. You see over here that there's a certain age that already you see from the Talmud they celebrated. 
it wasn't the celebration necessarily of the birthday, but it's because that they got out of the the zone of karet. And once they passed the years of karet, they already uh, they already happy. So the Ben Ishai in Halachot Parashat uh, Re'eh writes, and I quote, Kishiyagiya l'shishim, when a person reaches 60, according to that opinion, or l'shiv'im, or 70, it's a ma'loket, when a person gets out of it, Nachon l'bosh beged hadash, you should put on a new suit, or yikah peri hadash, you take a new fruit, v'yibarech alav shehiyanu, and you make shehiyanu on your 60th and 70th birthday. And some actually make a seuda when they reach 70 years old. Actually, if you look in the Brit uh, Milab books that we have, there's a special reading called, you know, the Hadrat Perez Akin for reading when the person reaches 70 years old. The Hida uh, writes that some have the custom to make Shehiyanu. He believed that you shouldn't make Shehiyanu. He believed that it's unless you have a new suit. However, I'd like to point out, there's a famous opinion of the Bayit Hadash. The Bach holds that even though we have a general rule, that doesn't apply, he holds by Shehiyanu. Because Shehiyanu really is what? If you're really happy to be alive. So if the guy's happy that he passed the karet stage, you can't say that it's a Berachal Batala if he's gen- generally happy. So according to the Bach, even if it's a mahluk and he owes, you can always make shi'ayan if you really generally have a samha. I like to point out that um, somebody asked me uh, about my seder this year. You know, everybody had a different type of seder. On the seder, everybody was alone. So they said, Rabbi, what was, uh, what was the highlight of the seder this year? And uh, they were shocked at my answer. The highlight of the seder for me this year was not the eating of the matzah, which of course we love. Even the harosa that we look forward to, it wasn't that. Uh, the highlight for me of the Seder was the Kiddush. Why? Because in the Kiddush we made a Beracha that I had so much appreciation this year more than any other year. You have to keep in mind, Rabotai. When we stand up at the Kiddush, we say, Shehiyanu v'kiyemanu v'gi'anu Thank God I'm alive that I'm able to be alive at this moment to do the mitzvot. This Berachav Shehiyanu this year, in my opinion, is more significant than any other year. When we had so many people that were not able to make the seder, that they were, you know, in the hospitals on, on Lo'alenu, not, not fit to make the seder. So to come along and say, but Hashem, I'm alive. All year long we say Shehiyanu, okay, Shehiyanu, okay, big deal, I'm here. Of course, what do you think, you're not going to be here? This year God reminded us, yeah, don't take it for granted. That when you make a shahiyano on Lil Seder, it's a miracle or it's a great thing that you should be grateful for that you made it here. So to me, the highlight of Lil Seder this year, Tavshin Peh, was the Berachav Shahiyano Vikiyamanu Vigiyano. Nonetheless, the Benish Hai says, when you reach 70 years old or 60, you should get a new suit and uh, have the Kavanah for that item as well. Now, I did see brought down by one of the Hakamim that. When you make this celebration of the birthday, he wanted to say the celebration should only be with Tamidah Hakamim. It's not a it's not a birthday with the friends and the sketching around. Tamidah Hakamim. And what was his proof? Because Rabbi Yosef, when he made the party, what does it say? 
when he got to 60 years old, Avad he didn't say he made Yomatava. It says Yomatava le Rabbanan. He made a Yomtov for the Rabbanan. He says that's the real Samhat together, the Tamidah Chamim together. But again, we see that the Benish Hai obviously didn't hold like that. Or Lababit Shirabi said, You're getting your friends. And you're, what they mean to say, it shouldn't be a frivolous thing. We're not talking about it where we're making a birthday party, where you're bringing, uh, you're bringing Bozo the clan and you're making a comedian and Letzanut and all this nonsense. Of course, we're not talking about that. We're talking about when a guy gets together with his family, he makes a sauda, says something of the Torah, thanks God for, for the fact that he's alive. Of course, it's done with, uh, with not frivolity, it's done with, uh, with sechel. Now, Rabotai, uh, I will uh, tell you that I did find uh, a very, very interesting source at the end of this talk. Uh, from the Admor from Gur. The Admor from Gur said that we know from the Gemara in Rosh Hashanah on page 10, we know that Yitzhak Abinu was born on Pesach. Oh, so he says, now I understand why he chose to bless his children on Pesach. You remember, when did he want to bless Esav and Yaakov? It was Lel Pesach. That's when I came in to get the Berakah. Why on that night? He says, because it's known that on the person's birthday, he can ask for anything and his words come true. His blessings come true. So Yitzhak Avinu orchestrated the days of the blessing. So they asked the Admon Megur, how do you know this? So he brought a Pasuk in the Tehilim. The Pasuk says, Hashem Amar Elai Beni Atta. God says, you are my son. God says, today you were born. And what's the next pasuk? Ask from me, and I will give you. So you see over here, So therefore he says, Yitzhak Avinu chose that uh, auspicious day of his birthday in order to bless his children. Last but not least, the last ra'yah that I saw for this item is um, the fact that we make Birkata Hama. What is the Birkata Hama? Every 28 years, the sun returns back to its original position that it was at the time of the Biriyah. And that becomes a, a, special, a special occasion. So you see that what? That whenever you have a, an event that uh, returns back to its original uh, uh, you know, situation, so therefore, there's a certain inyan to be mevarech. And therefore, again, uh, there is definitely enough legitimate proof that we don't uh, minimize a person's birthday. A person should be happy on the day. Let him go buy a lottery ticket on that day. His mazal is very good. Let him pray. Let him uh, celebrate with his family. Let him make a su'udat that he's alive. It's well known that they say, Moshe Feinstein, Allah Shalom, used to call his children and grandchildren on their birthdays to wish them happy birthday. So if you don't have to be so uh, so frum, so religious. Oh, birthdays, we don't do that. Go learn, go learn Gemara. You know, uh, okay. so go learn Gemara all day long. Don't eat breakfast either. You're, there's certain things that you have to have a karatatov. And therefore, close the Gemara for a minute and sit down with your family and give them this Musa that we said today. Baruch Hashem, you're alive and it's a good to accept upon yourself that Bezat Hashem, Shehiyanu v'ki Yemanu 
לזמן הזה. אולי רבותיי,